So this was one of my, when I think about the COVID episode, there were tons of laughables in here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest thing about COVID is here we are still dealing with it. So it's still relevant. Um, and I also think <laughs> being new to college, anyways, you're always going to have new experiences. And with COVID, it's just a new thing to uh, have thrown into the mix. So mm-hmm. hearing a new college student's perspective and an old college student's perspective through my cousin's eyes and their candid truths, um, it's it's quite comical. Yeah, very true. And also, too, as you're listening, we do have an update about Kaya. She's actually graduating in December. Yeah. Um, so she'll be actually graduating early. <laughs> Good for her. Um, and she'll be spending this summer actually taking um, the MCAT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that exam and preparing herself for med school. So I'm. we're really excited for her. She's rocking it out. So enjoy. I hope you guys enjoy. Find some laughs in here. Uh, the prison jumpsuit comes to mind when I think of... Uh, the episode and the yard time yeah (laughs) exactly so enjoy hey y'all this is Amber Cherie and this is Taylor Bree and we are the inner circle. So, Taylor, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Um, it was Halloween, so happy late Halloween to everyone. Um, I might have drank a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I, it was a good weekend, and I had a lot of fun. Halloween's actually one of my favorite holidays. Um, so I love dressing up and I was a dark unicorn, um, this Halloween and that was fun. It was warm, good people, good company. So, um, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. How about you, Amber? It was good. Um, had a chance to hang out with family. Taylor and I actually went to Turkey Run. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't get a chance to really explore it too much, but, it was cool. Like we got to take a few pictures. So we will post some on our Instagram of little, uh, little junior and Mm -hmm. Taylor. So yeah, that was about it. So it was cool. Yeah. That was actually a really fun trip. And, um, junior, um, Amber's son was loving slides. So now we know he likes slides. (laughs) (laughs) Well, alrighty. Well, we have a jam-packed show today, guys. So um, we are going to move on to our normal word of the week from Taylor. Mm-hmm. So the word of the week is peace. And um, I need to get a formal definition, but my definition of peace is just being settled. I think that is kind of the most important part of peace is, you know, um, being able to be in situations that may try to rock your peace, but when you are grounded, no one can take your peace from you. Um, so Webster's Dictionary 
um, defines peace as freedom from disturbance or tranquility. So don't let them disturb your peace. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, thank you, Taylor, for the word of the week. So um, just like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have a jam-packed show. And so this one, we wanted to kind of focus on COVID during college. And so we have invited two of our cousins. Um, they're going to introduce themselves in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mainly the, the whole point of this particular topic is I feel like COVID is going to be one of those times where we look back uh, in a few years and we're like, did this really happen? It seemed like it was just a dream and a blur. Um, so I kind of really want to just capture different perspectives. I know as an adult, you know, working, I know my perspective, but I'm very curious about our, the individuals, the students that are in college right now, because I know college was uh, pretty transformational for me. And so I'm just curious to, to hear from my cousins how it's going at their two colleges. I'm just going to say this. Y'all are doing amazing um, just by staying in and um, (laughs) Kendall going. I know that was a big deal for you as a freshman. Um, I'm just graduated in the spring. I did my last quarter online and I'm just very happy that I'm no longer (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, I think this is a good time for Um, Kendall and Kaya to introduce themselves. So we have Kendall Bell. This is um, one of our cousins. She just entered college. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Kendall. Um, I'm a freshman at the University of Alabama. I'm studying psychology pre-med, so heavy load already. Uh, It's my first semester, and I really just came because I felt like I would be missing out, like, on just like the freshman experience and mm-hmm. stuff you only get like one first semester and I didn't want it to like be cut short just because of COVID and stuff so yeah yeah that's awesome nice. and then we have our other cousin Kaya White she is a third year so tell us a little bit about that hi everyone my name is Kaya White and I'm a junior at Indiana University Bloomington and I am majoring in biology as well on the pre-med track, like my cousin Kendall. And yeah, I just knew that I had to come back because if I let myself take a semester or a year off, my motivation to come back would have been at the floor. So <laughs> that was my motivation to get back on campus. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I know for me, the quarters that I actually had online um, during corona it definitely my grades went up I don't know if that was anybody else's experience or um I mean Kendall you're just getting there so you can't say if they went up or down but Kaya do you was that your experience or um my grades stayed the same the entire year so I can't really speak to that yeah online (laughs) was harder for me because I had to get up on my own and like log into Zoom or log on to Kaltura and watch these videos and that's Mm -hmm. not me like I'm very much like all right I'm going to class today that's on my schedule when it was online I was like what schedule (laughs) I was one of them ratchets I was I was still in bed on on my class like crust in my eyes and everything but you know that's just me Um, (laughs) but uh anyways so Alrighty, so 
you don't feel like your education has changed though like do you, is it what you expected Kendall or I think well the course load yes I think mm -hmm. it is definitely what I expected but I think it's a lot it's harder to learn now because I'm I'm realizing that I honestly was very <clears throat> dependent almost on my classmates and being able to just like lean over and be like hey like what did he say or like mm -hmm. what was like what was the professor talking about just now like can you explain that in a way that I might understand and it's always been that way for me where I've just like had small questions that mm -hmm. I don't like they don't require me to go to office hours or whatever mm -hmm. but like just like quick questions that I need clarification on I'll ask the classmate and get it resolved really quickly and I think that's the one thing that I'm really learning about myself is like I'm not just extroverted I'm like almost like other people dependent <laughs> so like I kind of need that like constant like conversation mm -hmm. to keep me like retaining things yeah so, yeah how are you overcoming it um honestly I'm in a lot of like group me's and so like having that is like good because I can just like ask a question really quick and then one of my classmates will explain it in a way that's way different than how the professor said it like over zoom mm -hmm. or and it's also just comforting to know that like I have other people who are struggling with me I think is like the thing too so just knowing like oh this is how I understood it um like that might be able to help you too so just having that like group me is really really useful for me and like being able to just text a classmate really quick so our office hours like still a thing because how are you able to even connect with your professor on a one-on-one -on -one basis you know so we have virtual office hours mm -hmm. um it's still like over zoom or blackboard um which is just like it's basically like the same thing like collaborate ultra is the same thing as zoom but it's just like through our actual website that we use for all of our assignments and stuff um and so they just have like a separate office hours link that we can click on and ask whatever questions we have. And it's like two hours of just. Are other people in the office hours too? Yeah. Okay. They so are. it's not one-on-one. -on -one. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was something different for me um, in college. I didn't realize office hours was going to be like you and 10 other people with the professor. I thought it was going to be one and one. Um, but you know, it works out. Uh, sometimes it was more than 20 people coming to office hours, um, which is crazy, but that one-on-one -on -one faculty, um, attention does kind of make a difference because you said you're pre-med, Kaya's pre-med and you're going to need letters of rec. So, um, you know, advice to a first year get close to your professors and see what type of projects they're working on to um, build a meaningful relationship um, as you go towards pre-med um hi yeah. are you how are your classes going yeah so this semester everything that i've had is online like i don't even have anything in person so for me it has been like because I know I'm trying to apply to medical school. So it's like, how do I meet these professors? Like, how do I get them to notice me? So that has definitely been a challenge of mine. Um, I try to go to all the office hours, answer questions while we're in the Zooms, like when possible. But usually they're like, who said that? Like, I just see a hundred <laughs> boxes on my screen. Mm -hmm. Like, I have no idea who's talking. So it's going to be very interesting to see how I can still build relationships with professors through however long we do Zoom classes. 
Yeah. And you brought up a good point. You said there's like a hundred little boxes. How in these big freshmen and lower, um, what a lower class, I guess is what they call them, um, lower division classes, you know, they can be hundreds of people. Have you had any technical difficulties <laughs> with all these people on or what? Either one yeah. of you, Kai or Kendall. I actually have had, so in my English class, mm -hmm. there's like a lot of times where like Collaborate Ultra, the other like version of Zoom or whatever, it will just kick people out out like <laughs> and then like our campus because it's so big and the wi-fi is campus wide um we have like an application that we have to use on our computers to take tests um our lockdown browser is what it's called mm -hmm. and it does not work on my computer on the school's wi-fi wow. so i've had to i'm very very blessed because my sister like trinity doesn't live far so I can like go to her house to take tests if I need to, but it's been kicking people out. So they'll have to go and um, take their tests on the computers in the library and you have to like make an appointment for that. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to sign in and do all that. So just like all these extra steps that you have to take to do things that before were so easy and like basically given to you. I think that's something that's like you've had to adapt to. Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand. We had a similar <laughs> instance happen where we had to do our test online and this is happening real time. So it's like we found out the weekend before finals that the country is shut down. And <laughs> so uh, we're not having in-person um, classes and they had to put everything online and there was lots of complications with taking the tests, which I hope that it's got better. It sounds like it has for you, at least Kindle, but it's just, you know, adapt and overcome. So is, uh, is mm -hmm. Indiana University doing okay, Kaya? Yeah, I used Zoom the first day of classes crashed, but then, you know, they got it figured out and like that hasn't happened again in our instance and that didn't make it even worse, but they've just really been relying on Canvas and Zoom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that sounds difficult. I mean, it sounds like rewarding because then you're, you're able to like... I want to make your own schedule because you still have to be on your schedule when your classes are, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it sucks when you can't, like when I was in school and obviously I'm a lot older than y'all. I'm not that old, but I'm a, I'm a lot older than y'all. Uh, we didn't have Canvas. That wasn't a thing. Now Nick's in college now and he has Canvas um, in his MBA program. But we had one start in on course at, at Indiana University, and it was still like, you know, you still did your, a lot of your homework online and different things like that, but it wasn't so online dependent. Like you mm -hmm. still took tests in, in person, we still took tests with Scantrons. And don't try to act like, <laughs> but it's still like, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad, you know, um, but just to hear your guys' struggle with technology, it's that way in the workplace too. We have Zoom mm -hmm. meetings all day and, you know, sometimes uh, things crash, people get kicked out. So it's just interesting to see that you guys are having the same issue 
in school that we are in uh, as professionals. So, you know, I was just at lunch with a friend and um, we were just talking about honestly, right now is kind of the ideal time to be in college because there's not as much distractions in the world. Um, I think that's why my grades were higher. Um, I think that's also kind of you're at home, you know, (laughs) what are you going to do? Like read a book and get a degree. And so when you come out of COVID, um, you'll have a new knowledge, new skills that you may have obtained. I, I, I think that right now is kind of like a really good time to be in college. I think the hardest thing about it is that this, adapting to the technology like the technology wasn't there um but yeah kaya did you want to say something yeah i was just gonna say this has definitely taught you how to be independent like be an independent learner like you Mm -hmm. have to really use your resources so that was one plus i'd say anyone who's in college right now going into the workforce like this generation is going to come in very much like knowing how to use their resources And, you know, they always try to knock on us, like, because I'm in between a millennial and Generation Z, I believe, and um, they're always trying to say how we're so entitled and dependent on other people, and we can't do anything for ourselves, and this is just a testament that (laughs) that we can and we will, okay, just rise to the occasion as what this COVID stuff has taught us. We, we have to rise to the occasion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Taylor. So what's the next topic? What is the next topic? Okay. So <laughs> I was involved in clubs and internships when I was in college. So now how is that going? Cause you can't even really talk to people, huh? So what were were some of the clubs, Taylor? Um, so in? clubs, I was part of the sports medicine club. I was just part of like an adventures club. Um, I had uh, the BSU, obviously. Um, and then there was some other like black organizations that kind of fed into BSU as well because they all kind of collaborated. And um, I was a part of a uh it was a christian black christian club i can't remember the name of the club right now um i think it was just oh that black campus ministries is what it was called and so um we just you know read verses and it was a very very good group so i was a part of it all (laughs) um i also worked at a coffee house while I was in college and they would call it like the coffee house frat and we called the coffee house coho for short so it's like the coho frat so you know there was a lot of friend groups and uh, events that came out of that workplace for me too so I would say you know I was a little social in college but um now I drink wine in my living room and go to sleep <laughs> But anyways, so this is about Kaya and Kendall. I, what are y'all doing for clubs and stuff right now? It's 
it's definitely been a struggle to get involved. Um, I know very few clubs are still having like Zoom meetings, but obviously the attendance rate and stuff is going to mm-hmm. be like pretty like way down. And mm-hmm. so um, I've gone to, I've gotten involved with like a neuroscience um, society that does Zoom meetings, but it's just like, it's not the same. It doesn't feel as like all inclusive. Like, I don't know. It's not as like involved and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's more just like, okay, I'm, I'm on zoom all day for classes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm coming to this tonight, another zoom meeting, but I'm mm-hmm. just like listening to. And yeah. so um, it definitely is hard. I think that just having the like collaborative aspect of clubs is what really makes it a club. Um mm-hmm. And I've gone to things with like the Black Student Union and it's still, it's just like more listening, which like, I don't mind listening for so long, but then it's like at a, at a certain point, you get kind of like tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but obviously we can't have gatherings of more than like 10 people. So it's, it's been kind of hard. And I know that like the clubs are struggling with it too. They're trying to have things where they're just like out, you know, like they'll have tables and they'll have like people come up and uh, yeah, but it's still just like it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you have an organization, Kaya, that you belong to. Yeah, so I became a Delta last semester. So right as COVID was kind of like starting, and then we all left and never came back literally for the whole rest of the year, my sophomore year. So like being in that group definitely has brought me like so many connections this year like if it was my Delta, I would have nothing like every other group that I was in like they don't meet like we don't hang out anymore we do everything on zoom but like as far as Delta like we meet up we go out and like get drinks like we go to lunch like that's my social aspect with them and then also we like play events together Mm-hmm. we like do volunteer together so like that has definitely kept me active like I think I do something with them every single week but before that I mean I'm still an RA um mm-hmm. in teeter so being an RA in a new dorm so I get to hang out with other RAs but it's really not the same because we're all like really weary about hanging out with each other because every other day someone on our floor gets sent to the quarantine dorm Mm. So we're like, I don't really know if I should hang out with you, honestly, because you had like three kids on your floor get sent to the like quarantine sector. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, you're trying to be super cautious, but you still want like face-to-face interaction. I try to make face-to-face interaction with the residents on my floor, but then again, I have to be cautious because I'm like, what do y'all be doing? Like, mm-hmm. seriously, this mm-hmm. past weekend was Halloween. I saw like six girls walk out in costumes, like we're going to a party. I was like, mm-hmm. make sure I stay away from you, you and you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you have to be now. Yeah, because you, you can't trust these people. but tell me about this quarantine dorm because I you've told me a little bit about it and now I'm kind of like what's going on (laughs) yeah the quarantine dorm aka Ashton where I used to be an RA last year so Mm -hmm. this year they turned the whole dorm into quarantine housing so if you are flagged as either a close contact by one of the contact tracers if you test positive in the random testing that they do every single week you are asked to you have a day to move all your belongings to Ashton Mm. and you stay there for it's either 10 to 14 days 
Um, they give you clothes to wear. It's pretty much like a prison jumpsuit. Um, they wash your clothes. They wash all your sheets. And then you get yard time. You get to go outside um, for about an hour, maybe. They bring you your meals from the dining hall. You order it on the Grubhub app. And they bring it to you through a little slip. And yeah, like when I had a friend that went there. I'm sorry. I this sounds. I I, I understand that we have to um, overcome the situation, but it sounds low key like a juvenile detention center. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Goodness, yeah. it's very intense. They're very strict about it. Like you lose access to your room and everything. Like you, there is no leaving. Um, yeah, you're under lock and key, and I feel so bad for those people, but they said if you don't want to quarantine with IU, your other option is to go home, but for some people, home is six plus hours away, four plus hours away. And exposing your family and your Mm -hmm. grandparents or whoever is there. Yeah, so your option is to head to the quarantine dorm. Wow. Wow. Our... Ours is actually set up in a similar way. I don't know about the prison jumpsuits and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they, so we actually had so many cases um, at the beginning of the school year that just having the one, like there was an off-campus, like a apartment complex kind of, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like, it was really weird. Like I went and looked at it and I was like, no, like, mm-hmm. And so they actually had to close an, another dorm and make that also for quarantine. So we had like two different areas on campus where people had to go to quarantine. Um, and I actually ended up getting COVID at the end of August. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't get it on campus though. Mm-hmm. We were moving my sister in and we think that like she was in contact with someone and like she gave it to us on her birthday. And I was the only one uh, out of my, me and my two other roommates, I was the only one who got it. Mm. Uh, But I was very lucky because my parents got it from my sister. So they were back home, but they also, they had it at the same time that I did. So Mm -hmm. I just went home. They came and they picked me up and I just went home. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know like my roommate next door, she uh, is from Virginia, which is 12 hours away, a 12 hour Mm -hmm. drive. So if she were to come down with COVID, she wouldn't be able to just go home. Yeah. So like she would have to have that experience, which like is awful. Um, we know people who have been in like the COVID dorms and like they they were like, yeah, that was like prison. Mm. <laughs> and I just like, she's very social. She would not, <laughs> she would not do well there. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, it's just like very like, kind of scary honestly when you Mm -hmm. um, are faced with that because like it makes you be that much more cautious and it makes you want to go out that much less and so Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely been like a learning curve type thing. So when you had COVID were you still doing school at that time or did they just let you do it when you came back? Yeah so I there was one class where like he was like well you still have this assignment that's due you have to do it it's online you can do it with COVID and I was Mm -hmm. like okay well (laughs) I'm out like my like my whole entire body hurts but Mm -hmm. okay um but luckily it was just one professor who was very strict about that um what class was it 
bio honors <laughs> biology yeah yeah <laughs> so I was like okay like that's fine the rest of my teachers gave me extensions uh like of like a week I think and then I had one professor my African-American lit teacher he was like the assignments we're doing right now you don't really even have to do them like mm -hmm. if you're feeling like really bad like focus on getting better he's so awesome mm -hmm. um but he was like if like focus on getting better like you we don't know what this thing is like just focus on yeah. you know getting yourself right so that so he basically exempted me from them which actually made me want to do my assignments that much more because I was like <laughs> wow like you're not gonna make me do them like you're just gonna like give me the time so um, but yeah, for the rest of them, I actually, our student health center gave me an email to send to my in-person teachers because I do have to do lab, um, like in person. And mm -hmm. so I just forwarded that to them and it's like an automatic exemption from any in-person things like they have to. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Uh, I, I wasn't overloaded, but I do feel like I was kind of behind on studying. Like mm -hmm. I've definitely like playing catch up because I slept for like two days straight and like you have to study every yeah. single day to stay especially when you're taking two sciences mm -hmm. a math and then your other classes like mm -hmm. so yeah definitely had to play some catch up after. girl trust me I know the struggle yeah um <laughs> A fun fact, I was actually, so UC Davis didn't have pre-med as a major. You did biology or um, what I graduated with, which was my neurobiology, physiology, and behavior. It's a mouthful. Um, but that idea of being pre-med, like, pushes you so hard because med school is not going to be any easier. However, there is a certain community like aspect of being pre-med that kindled um you talked about earlier like you're you feel like you're missing that because you can't just tap on your neighbor and be like wait was that a z he wrote on the board or a two on the board you know um that was my problem i am visually impaired um, <laughs> but uh how being pre-med like the rigor of the course is do you still feel the rigor or like I just want to know how it's different because I wish I could be there like a fly on the wall um just thinking about my chemistry classes and stuff like that how are like I don't know how to get this question yeah. out do y'all get what I, I'm saying I I know what you mean it, yeah it's definitely like I would say especially with my honors biology course it's definitely like difficult, mm -hmm. um, even though my professor, he is recording his lectures and like putting it like up for us to rewatch. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes difficult to just like understand because mm -hmm. like this guy will go into so much depth and then he'll like throw you these curveball questions on his mm -hmm. exams to where mm -hmm. you're like, okay, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I mean, you, it's for the most part, I knew what I was signing up for. So I'm not like, totally thrown off by it but it's definitely like very rigorous okay so you still feel it yeah mm -hmm. yeah I would say I agree to that um the only difference for me is I used to be in person and like these 200 person lecture halls taking organic chemistry I remember the first set um Virgo one and if I didn't understand something right when she explained it I'm raising my hand and asking a question I think losing that has definitely hurt and made the courses more rigorous 
And then along with that, um, they've changed how they format the exams. So exams used to be, in my opinion, easier in person, only because they wouldn't throw curveballs. Like exams are more or less like, all right, draw this mechanism that I've already shown you on the board like five times. No, now it's like you apply that organism, like that molecule that you use for XYZ. Like it's so much more mm -hmm. application um, in exams now that we're in COVID. Mm -hmm. so, so I would say, hmm? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, so I was just going to say, I would definitely prefer to do the in-person thing because back then I used to know exactly what to study, like exactly what the test was going to look like. Like this test is going to be about pretty much what he talked about all week. Now I'm like, I need to know this as if I'm a doctor today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they, I've, I heard professors say out of their mouths that they want to make the online test harder to bring the average down because people cheat during these online exams. Um, I know for one of my classes, my anatomy classes, um, when we took our tests, we had a special browser and we had, I forget what the name of the program was, but they could see our screen, like they record our screen and they record us and we have to show them our surroundings um, when we first sit down. So, you know throwing these curveball questions aren't necessarily helping with the material and the the level of education that you need to be successful at this point in your life. Like, I think application is important, but you have to be able to know the basics first. So I... Absolutely, absolutely. And like in biochemistry, especially, like Hilly, you've taken it, like you understand the metabolic pathway functions that we're learning. And like, I need to know basic, like what's step one of the cycle? Like, what's this? No, yeah. I don't need to know what, if it's inhibited here, how's this going to affect the kidney flow? Like that yeah. is too far. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, um, you know, I took that class in person. <laughs> Biochemistry is just hard. Um, but the other part of it is that, um, I actually really enjoyed it. Didn't get a good grade in it, but I enjoyed it because it was um, so application-based. Um, Davis is really good about always applying things. Everything, every test that I've taken at Davis has always been a um, application-based test. I don't think there's been any of them that's just like, show me this mechanism um unfortunately it's always like what happens when you do this and this happens and if sally was on the train going backward but wanted to go forward how would you make it go forward it's like um i don't know tell her get on a different train or ask somebody else like this is not what i'm here for um anyways so yeah i i definitely can relate to test just being hard because professors want to bring the average down um and they want to stop cheaters but cheaters gonna cheat that's what i say <laughs> exactly <laughs> um all righty ladies so <laughs> we have a, we have zoom on and so we're looking at each other 
<laughs> just making faces at each other. Yeah. Amber's over here slay. She looking like she about to uh never mind, she has a husband. Uh because so <laughs> <laughs> for me, if I'm dressed the way Amber's dressed, I'm out here trying to get chose. But Amber's been chosen. So <laughs> she's just over here trying to maintain. That's what it is. She trying to maintain. <laughs> I have lunch with my husband's mom, so I have to make sure that I look appropriate when we go to the Cheesecake Factory. I don't want to look crazy. So, but anyways, we digress. Um, so we talked about the level of education. We talked about your guys' social life. We talked about groups and different things that you're in. Like the last thing that I would probably have to ask before we get to kind of the the listener questions. Um, and just a quick lightning round. What would you guys say is the knowing kind of, so Kaya, from your perspective, you've seen Indiana University not under lockdown and you've seen it under lockdown. And then Kendall, with you coming in, you know, coming from high school and into your freshman year and not really knowing exactly kind of what to expect, each of you, what would you tell leadership that is making decisions on the behalf of, of the university uh, out of the safety for the students and faculty? What advice would you give them or what insight would you give to them on how they can make your experience better as we're going through this hard time? Um, I can start. I would say one piece of advice would be more transparency um, mm -hmm. about what is going into their process of the decision making like maybe adding more mass dispensaries around campus because i've noticed there's only like two like hmm. i mean people come on campus like visitors and they don't have masks i think it should be readily available um so yeah i think those two things are the big things i've noticed is more transparency and more mass dispensaries mm -hmm. So I think, honestly, I, like I said at the beginning, one of the main reasons that I even came on campus was because I didn't want to miss out. But being here, I almost wish that they had just had been like, no, everywhere is going to be fully online. Mm -hmm. Because you still feel like you're missing out because it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm like, you know, but nothing is like going on, you know, and we're being regulated on everything we do. Um, so I just think that like, just in the beginning phases, it should have been like, better planned out. Um, smarter choices should have been made, I think. And like, my mom was like, do you want to stay home? Like, she straight up asked me, she was like, you can stay home. Um, if you want to, because I think she knew that I was going to struggle with like, like she knows how social I am and like mm -hmm. not being able to just, you can't just go up to someone now and like sit with them and talk to them because they'll be like, uh, you know, so I just think that that was like just a poor choice kind of. Um, mm -hmm. And I know like lots of people came just because they felt like they were going to miss out, especially as freshmen, like mm -hmm. we don't want to not have that experience a lot of times so um that was definitely that's one thing and then i would just say i think the transparency thing is like very on point because we get like the same email every week about like our covid cases are down da -da -da, percent we're doing great blah 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 but is that really the case you know so mm -hmm. um just like 
you start to feel like you're being told the same thing over and over and you're not really seeing where anything's changing so yeah yeah I I can definitely relate you say you can definitely relate Kaya yeah, I used to send that same Lago email every Sunday about the case. Yep. Like, from the president stop. of the school. Yes, from yep. the president. I'm like, McRobbie, I'm tired of seeing your <laughs> name pop up. How are you guys doing, like, with the sports and stuff? Like, I know some sports are coming back, some sports are not, like... I don't know if you interact with like different athletes or if you have friends that are participating in sports, but like kind of what's the atmosphere around that? So it is like impossible to get a ticket. Uh, There's a lottery system here, but it's like split up by percentages based on your class. So it's like 40% of tickets are being sold to like seniors. And then it just like goes down. So only like 5% of the tickets are available to freshmen. And the freshman so is the biggest class. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, there's no, there's no point in even like trying. And I'm also just, I'm not really a big like sports fan, but I go to Bama. So like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh my gosh, Kendall, like, do you want to try and get tickets with me? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like <laughs> you can watch it on the TV. Like we're not going to be able to, the only reason I've ever gone to like sporting events, well, football games is for like the social environment. And if I feel like I'm going to be cut short of that, I'm not going to spend time and money and effort to try and go just so that I can like sit with my one friend and like watch this game that I could just watch on TV if I wanted to. So, yeah. Yeah, this is going to sound awful coming from someone that goes to school in Indiana, but I, even though I'm a junior, I've never been to a single sporting event at IU, except for like one volleyball game. And I don't know why, I just never made it to any basketball or football games, but now they are doing these IU football watch parties. Um, So we got the student, uh, what are they called? The student affairs office, there we go. Um, we've, you know, worked with them and they've got us tents and projector screens that they put out in the yard, um, on campus and you can go and socially distance and watch IU football together. So that was one thing that I guess I was doing to cheer on sports. That's cool. I know my, one of my really good friends who I was, I talked about earlier who we had lunch with, um, she plays softball and they have to play in their mass and um yeah and volleyball players have to play in their mask I don't know are y'all schools playing in mass like football and basketball I don't think our football team is I mean I don't think the football team could like I, I just, just I don't think so yeah I mean, y'all have said you don't watch the sporting events, but I'm just very curious on how widespread this is because I don't think this should be a thing. Um, (laughs) It sounds dangerous from a medical (laughs) standpoint, but um, yeah. Were you going to say something, Kaya? Yeah, I'm a a Kendall. I have no idea uh, what they do with this mask. (laughs) Yeah. I was just curious because I didn't even know that was a thing. So, yeah. 
I'm still getting emails from Davis. I just was looking at like, what is going on um, in my community and, or my old community, I don't know, forever community. They, um, they're doing lots of Zoom events. <laughs> That's what my email, my Davis email is filled up with. So um, yeah, it is at least the college culture is it's still kind of there like even though it, it's not in person do you still feel that you have a community with you right like i i don't know i i definitely do because just like walking down the halls like you'll see people and you'll be like oh hey you know mm -hmm. but you kind of have like this mutual understanding that like okay we're all we're all in like this situation right now <laughs> like mm -hmm. i would talk to you if i could but like you know it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that like type of air or like when you're just going for a walk to like make sure you get sun for the day you like you can spot other people who are doing the same thing so yeah. it's definitely like still kind of just you know that you're not the only one so yeah it's comforting I think if I was still in like first year in the dorms what I would do was make friends with people while I was in quarantine or if if I were to have gotten it make friends with the people in quarantine so then when they come out you know you guys have all already had it and now you guys can just hang out with each other without the threat of re-getting. Well, there is a there is a possibility of getting it again, but your your chances are much lower. So that's how I would go about it. Or I would ask to like, yeah, I would ask to be roommates with the person who came out of quarantine because at least they've already had it. You know, <laughs> the worst part's already over. Yeah. Maybe to if have I like, mm -hmm. I was gonna answer the question and say like, if I wasn't still in the dorms, like as a junior, I would definitely not feel like I was in college. I would feel like I'm just a girl who gets online three times a day and mm -hmm. does classes and works. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you're still in school. Cause let me tell you, being out of school, you feel real grown. Cause all you do is go to work. <laughs> and come home and do it again <laughs> so yeah Alrighty. so let's move on to some listener questions and kind of lightning round so either one of you guys can answer the question or both of you can answer it so the first question is what are you doing for your mental health and self-care well i actually was like really struggling the first like two months of the semester and I took a break and went home because it just like got to be too much because I felt like I was just really anxious about everything because I couldn't like it's like I want to go out and be social and like meet new people and be hanging out with people but I can't and so it was like what I was forced to do was contradicting what like I needed to do for me like and so um, I just took a break and went home. And obviously, I know that not everyone can do that. But like, I needed that. And I was I just felt really blessed that I could. So take a break. <laughs> and also just like I started sitting outside more. And mm -hmm. um, getting some sun works wonders. So yeah, definitely that. 
Yeah, and I'll say mine is I go home as well once a month. I eat the favorite foods that I love that I can only get in Indy. Like, I love the flying cupcake. So I go home. Me and my mom go to lunch. Um, I usually try to go home, like, a Wednesday because, like, less traffic. And I'm, like, usually super free on Wednesdays. So, mm -hmm. like, I go home. Me and my mom go to lunch. I eat the best food. And then I come back. And I'm like, all right, that was good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, self-care is so important, even as like from a student to even as a an adult. And I know Heather, or not Heather, goodness gracious, Taylor. That's our other sister. I'm Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Taylor, she's big on self-care. So she always gives us a, a tip um, or a challenge after towards the end of every episode. So if you guys are looking for something new, you know, you can add something to your repertoire. So what would you say, um, the next listener question is, what is your favorite food on campus? Um, our food is not good. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm also, I'm a vegetarian. So it's, mm. it's really hard mm. to like eat here. But um, <laughs> I would say our, the dining hall that's like slightly further from me, um, they have, like, a really good, like, calzone thing that I'll mm -hmm. get sometimes, uh, but honestly, aside from that, like, I'm very much, like, I'll eat in my room type person, because it's just, like, not, it's not good. <laughs> I was a vegetarian when I went to college. <laughs> yeah, this is, and it's been, like, over three years now but like I if there was a time to stop it would be now but yep. I, I just don't see myself doing it like <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened with me it was the DC the dining commons that got me yeah. to not be yeah. a vegetarian anymore <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's pretty bad so if you're in your room cooking what are you cooking most of it are you doing like ramen like what type of food are you cooking so my mom actually put me on to like microwavable pasta. Like mm -hmm. you can just pop it like the 90 second you put in the microwave, like in the bag. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of that. And then just like different sauces, veggies, like stuff like that. Um, and then we'll just like cook stuff like up in the kitchen and like the community kitchens and mm -hmm. just kind of roll with it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I use in the same boat. The food is not great, but they have this sushi place that, like, it's authentic to me because the people actually make it in front of you. And I just get the California rolls, like, all the time. And that's my go-to. Mm, sushi. Where, where is this sushi place? Is this sushi place on yeah, campus? Yeah, so the sushi or? place used to be in the Indiana Memorial Union, but then they are re re renovating it right now. So they moved it to Gresham, and that is where I walk to, and I love it. <laughs> you guys are so blessed. We didn't have sushi when I was there, <laughs> so <laughs> it's changed so much. So, okay. And I guess the last uh, listener question is, what would you say is your favorite subject this year and why? So I'm taking uh, my African-American lit class. That's definitely my favorite class. I've always just been really big on like literature, which like I'm going into the medical field. So yikes. <laughs> but um, I've just always loved lit and it's such an awesome class. Um, 
and our professor like he's a white dude but you can tell that he's so like passionate about just like support about just like supporting our community and stuff like it's mm -hmm. so awesome uh yeah so definitely my african-american um my favorite class might be my human sexuality class because it's so different from anything i've ever taken mm -hmm. like literally she gives us assignments that are like interview your parents like like post a secret about yourself that no one knows like the assignments are like super interactive and all we do is discussion posts like there's no test like it's all about just i don't know like conversations and it's, it's unlike any class i've ever taken like there's no stress behind it so that's probably why i like it it's my least stressful class hmm that's very interesting what are some of the topics y'all talk about in that class yeah and was it, it awkward has to like ask your parents different things um, so no, I mean, you guys know my mom, but like, yeah, yeah, one of our assignments recently was like, ask your parents about the sexual education they received growing up. Mm -hmm. And so the purpose of the assignment was basically to show us how sex education has evolved, changed, or stayed the same um, throughout the generations. And so like, the best part was like hearing that, like our parents went to this Catholic high school back mm -hmm. in the 80s, and that sex education didn't exist, like it wasn't a topic even though like the AIDS pandemic was coming up like soon. So like, that was just very interesting. Um, and she was like, I was a challenge to you guys to see if you could start a conversation. So she's very big on starting conversations about like transgenderness, like finding your own sexuality and all that. That sounds like a very, very rich class. Um, and it's a lot of times like Kendall brought that up and your favorite class is not necessarily a major class. Um, that is a really nice part about going to a big college is that, or any college is they have these classes that you may not need to take, but some of the knowledge that you gain from there exceeds just little seeds that just sit in the your back pocket and sometimes it just really helps you grow as a person um I know I took a class called gender and sexuality and film and so we would watch sh um movies like every Monday and it was a really rich class in the sense that we just talked about ableism um so there was one about a a a woman in a wheelchair who wanted to go and explore her sexuality but because she was disabled there was a lot of questions about like oh if she engages with somebody else is it that they're taking advantage of her or like um you know it, it was very rich um that, that's all i'm gonna say there's a whole bunch of topics we covered in this class, but um, I think it's really important to take classes outside of your major, like you usually have to anyways. Um, I was two classes short of getting my African-American um, minor. Um, so I definitely relate to Candle as well with having the um, African-American lit classes that I draw on very often, so. 
And yeah. sadly to say, I would I would say I didn't really learn African American history until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Like I took a few classes. I mean, in in regular school, you hear about like Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass, and that was Ma- Malcolm X, maybe, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. You know, not too much. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when I went to school um, at IU, like taking a few of those courses, and I remember watching. I think it's called Amistad, um, mm-hmm. and that was like a, a very traumatizing mm-hmm. to me, you know, and just different things. So, I mean, it's it's good to know our history and our heritage and our background, but sometimes it's just kind of like shocking too because you're like, why didn't I this? learn this when I was long, younger? Mm-hmm. So, I would say, me being a mom, I'm going to make sure Junior knows the stuff way before he gets to school. Yeah. So. Huh. Well, awesome. I think that concludes our interviewing section. Um, Now, I think it would be a really good time to kind of come back to self-care. Self-care, or do we have a listener? No, that was just our listener's letter. Yeah, yeah. We had our listener letters just focused more on like the college experience and our um, interviewers Mm -hmm. or interviewees. and so now we are, you are, okay, we're cool. at the point. I'm, I'm like, so. am I skipping ahead? I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I was unwell this morning. So I'm just trying to be oriented. It was lit last night, y'all. <laughs> I, it was lit. <laughs> let me tell you, I was unwell, let's just say. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so um, for self-care, let's talk about detox. <laughs> so I'm actually about to um, embark on a fast. It's not going to be like days or anything. I don't believe in that unless it's a religious fast. Um, but for health wise, I just want to do a detox fast. So it's 18 hour fast. Um, I challenge y'all to just try it, you know, see if you can do a little bit of a intermittent fast. Um, if that could be 12 hours, that could be 16, or you can go the full 18. Um, so I'm doing an intermittent fast. I'm not like doing a full fast. Um, so I, I challenge y'all, you know, to really concentrate and um, detox your body. Um, it's going to help you concentrate on hydration. And then when you do start to eat again, um, you introduce foods and you only want to put in clean things. So I'll be eating lots of veggies and um, quinoa and, you know, all the stuff, <laughs> all the basic things, very basic. But I really challenge y'all to just try it out and listen to your body because a lot of times we just eat because we feel a certain way mentally rather than um, what our body needs so let's consider that as I sit here and eat Sour Patch Kids (laughs) (laughs) that's why I'm detoxing the detox is tomorrow okay that's it all right cool so Ladies and gents, we talked about last week, drinking your water and protecting your magic. Mm -hmm. So this week is detoxing. So Taylor, during your detox, can you drink anything? And if you can drink stuff, what type of stuff can you drink? So this detox, you don't want to do caffeine. Um, You want to do, um, if you have a decaf coffee, that's fine. Um, 
but um, coffee is a natural diuretic. That means it's going to make you pee. Um, so it's going to actually help you um, dehydrate, which we're not trying to do. So um, I would suggest water, um, tea. I love tea. And then also maybe even juicing some vegetables. Um, so on a fast, you want to do like very low calories. So this is a perfect time to drink your kale, green juice and stuff like that. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, detoxing can also be relationships. It doesn't necessarily have to be food. Um, there's a lot of different relationships, relationships to, um, you know, friends that aren't helping you go towards your goals, significant others that aren't helping you go towards your goals, and um, also just like relationships to objects and things too. So you don't only have to fast with food, um, just be intentional on what you choose to fast from. All right, cool. Well, um, I'm going to leave you guys with normally our grind thought of the week. So um, this week at, at work, we have these employee resource groups. And so um, we've been challenged, especially with George Floyd at the beginning of the, um, well, towards the summer, um, mm -hmm. to understand other people's cultures. Obviously, I understand the Black experience, but understanding that the Black experience is not the only experience that has, um, you know, tragedies happen mm -hmm. or impact their community so um i decided that i was going to enjoy or join the um the chinese network and mm. so i've always loved asian culture i've traveled to bali and thailand and i um i really like uh asian culture so um and i like the principles uh that the culture holds so discipline and you know, determination and family and different things like that or some of the aspects that I picked up. So um, one of the speakers, the guest speakers said this quote and it really stuck with me. And so before I tell you the quote, she was mainly talking about kind of like your um, professional growth and development and how you have to take in charge of that. And it's not the responsibility of your, um, your managers. So her quote was, your success depends on you, not on your manager, family, or your friends. And so that one kind of stuck with me. I mean, most it probably makes sense to you guys, but to me, I feel like sometimes um, this is one of the aspects that I really struggled with in the beginning of my career, um, just understanding like the training aspect and, you know, I can't do my job because someone didn't train me, you know, but mm -hmm. did you really try to put in the work to understand the training? And if, and if your manager wasn't there, did you reach out to a colleague or did you go direct to the source that resource that could help you, you know? And so just yeah. really taking more ownership of, um, of your growth and development and even outside of a professional aspect this could be more personal. So if you want to, for me, you know, I've, I think I've briefly shared with you guys that, you know, I used to be pretty much skinny my entire life, could eat whatever I wanted to eat, do whatever I wanted to do. And then for some reason, I still continued that thought process as I got pregnant. When people told me, hey, it probably isn't a good idea to do that, but I did anyways. And I gained almost, I gained over 70 pounds and I was 211. Um, and so 
I think it's been really hard for me mentally and physically to kind of get back into mm-hmm. the size that I want to be in. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's really like put really hurt my self-esteem too. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know, that's just me. So, um, well, you look good, girl. You look good. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my, my mom always tells me I had a big baby. And so she's like, give yourself some grace. And I'm like, it's been over a year. So but anyways, um, so I would say for me, I, you know, with this quote, I had to make a true, um, decision that I was going to be more disciplined, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not the responsibility of my husband. That is not the responsibility of my sister, my, you know, anybody but myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the only one that, you know, can lose this weight. Obviously, people can be my accountability partners, but still, it has to depend on me. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's the only thing I would say, you know, to think about this week, especially as you're going through your coursework, if you're in school, if you're a professional, you know, with the work and tasks and projects that you're working on, and if it's, you're thinking about something personal or your business, just, you know, taking yourself, pushing yourself to the next level and really understanding that you own this. No one else does. Mm-hmm. Anybody tells you you can't do something, that's your own problem that you shouldn't take on. You should do mm-hmm. what you need to do um, to get where you need to be. So, so yeah, that's all I got, y'all. And that's on that. Alrighty, <laughs> y'all. I want to thank Kendall and Kaya for coming on. I'm so um I just remembered that Kendall celebrated her 18th birthday last Ooh, week. Hey. <laughs> so happy late birthday. I told her on the day of though, so I'm not yes, that ratchet. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> So she is grown and legal. And <laughs> yeah, she ain't grown yet, but she's legal. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thank y'all so much for coming on to talk about your experience with college and COVID. Thank y'all for um, having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for no having us. Problem. <laughs> and to all our listeners, thanks for joining us in another week. We are the Inner Circle Podcast. Y'all have a good week. All right, y'all. See ya.